This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. All right, I have my buddy Henry with me today, and he knows all about cats. His company is actually Dog for Dog, but he knows so much about pets and so much about cats. I begged him to come on Catitude and share some of his knowledge and wisdom and also some great things his company is doing that kind of leans toward cats. So we'll be right back and I will introduce him. We'll be right back after this break. Hi, it's me again, Michelle Fern, host of Catitude. You know what I love? My cats. I love how Dennis comes and taps me whenever he wants a treat. You know what I don't love? Cleaning up Dennis's litter box, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop. It is 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Henry Eshelman. He is top dog at Dog for Dog and um, and Pet for Pet and maybe soon Cat for Cat, somewhere down the line. Welcome, Henry. Yes, on the list. On the list. Absolutely. The guy that founded the company has an idea that there will be blank for blank with regard to pets and for one reason, well, cat for cats at the top of the list, but further down the list is uh, snake for snake, parrot for parrot, tarantula for tarantula, and so on. Yeah, have all of it. Ferret? What about ferret? Those right? are kind of big. Uh, you know, ferrets, I, I shouldn't, ferrets, I believe, are still illegal to possess in the state of California. Oh, huh. Okay. I once interviewed a guy named Henry Lizard Lover Schiff. And uh, he had his uh, name legally changed to Lizard Lover. And he lived with his mom. And I went over to his house to interview him for uh, a magazine called The Book Los Angeles. And uh, that was one of the more interesting interviews of my life. Uh, all the furniture was covered in plastic. The house was filled with lizards. I mean, they were in the shower, in the bathtub, crawling all over the place on the furniture, obviously. And uh, he was some kind of a nut. Uh, I wish I could find that story to share with you. But we looked for the pet for pet empire to expand over time after we conquered dog for dog. Okay. I was thinking, I wonder what made you think lizard for lizard, except cats like to catch lizards. Oh, yes, they do. There's nothing that a cat likes more than the tail of a lizard. Yep. They, uh, they know that they can, they can grow those back, so they feel like it's not such a big deal to give that up. And, uh, I mean, although sometimes they're tempted to eat the whole lizard. I know. Ugh. Yeah, ugh. <laughs> I can't go there. What's the most interesting thing your cat ever has ever brought to you? 
I'm happy to say that most of my crew is indoors. The only right. thing I've seen outdoors weird was a lizard. However, I once was, because my neighborhood has, it's less now, but it has a lot of creatures. And right. one night driving home, I saw this big cat carrying something, and it wasn't a lizard, and it wasn't mm -hmm. a mouse. It was big. So I thought, ugh, right. it's a rat. I don't even want to know. And as right. I got closer, I saw it was a raccoon carrying a baby oh. raccoon that just looked like the mom, but miniature. It was just like well, the eyes, the whole bit, you know? And I that, thought, that's, but I know that's not cat, but that's... Oh, that's fair play because uh, we once, well, it was either a coyote or a gang of raccoons. Raccoons are a scourge of our neighborhood. You know, the German word for raccoon, I might be making this up, is waschbar, wash bears because they, uh, there's something wrong with the skin on their hands, and they, they like to dunk the hands in water and rub them. So if raccoons get up onto your porch or somewhere outside where you have food and water outside, you'll be able to tell because the water will all be filled with dirt because they wash their hands in there. So I don't mind a slight reduction in the raccoon population due to cats. Well, this wasn't a cat getting them, but I think... I think the the raccoons are are staying away. I think the green key is keeping your garbage lids shut. Oh, in back home where I grew up, we used to have to bolt them or lock them shut wow. because we're able to lift them off. We have had cats bring. We had one cat that was a vegetarian, and so she well she thought we were vegetarians, so she would bring plant matter, leaves, flowers, that kind of stuff into the house and leave those for us. And I think the implicit message in that was that uh, I have this vegetable matter here for you and uh, therefore you can give me the meat. But, you know, it's funny. Sometimes the most unassuming of cats turn out to be the most aggressive murderers. We had one cat named Kobe and he seemed, you know, he was tubby and affectionate and licked you and, you know, was just the picture of benign goodwill, bonhomie. But boy, man, every other day, a bird, a lizard, a mouse, a rat. One time we came home to find a very large dove in our daughter's bedroom that Kobe had brought in there. Oh. And uh, if you know, doves are hard to shoot and they're even harder to catch in your house. So, yeah, cats bring all kinds of stuff home. It's to prove they love you. That's what I heard. I remember years ago, a friend, when, and this is when I lived in California, she was in the, the canyons, and she said, I have to do something about my cat because every morning she brings me a mouse. And, you know, in the hills of California, that's what you have. It's just right. inevitable, you know. And actually, in most places, it's inevitable. That's why we have cats. One reason why we have cats. But every morning, yep. and they, they bring it, yeah, like a token of affection, this is sure. what I have for you. I'm trying to think if my cats bring me anything from inside the house. Hey, cats are the I the best friends people, or maybe another group actually has a organization which provides working cats that uh, they essentially bring you. They train feral cats to be mousers and barn cats and essentially pest control. And uh, it's another way for feral cats to to get and keep employment and, you know, stay out of trouble. Did you know, and I had a show on this a long time ago on Catitude, that 
cats way, way back were on ships, and they were brought on the ships to keep the rodents at bay so that the sure. rodents wouldn't get into the food. Right. So you wouldn't end up with a, uh, a bag of, uh, you know, poop-stained grain. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, we love our feline friends. They have lots of uh, good points. I know people that are bird lovers aren't big fans, but uh, by and large, at our home, we're very happy with our collection of three and a half cats. Wait, three, what's the half? The half is the feral cat that lives under the house. Oh, okay. And uh, how did name, that happen? His name is Reggie. That was a TNR expedition gone bad. There was a feral family near our house, and I, I have done work for Kitty Bungalow, for a number of years, and they were a big TNR nonprofit here in Los Angeles. And uh, I told him about this, uh, that we were trying to rescue this feral family. One of them had ended up getting struck by a car, and we were going to just not bother. And then after that happened, we thought that we ought to do something. And the Kitty Bungalow people gave us, they're like, how many cats are there? And I said, well, there's four. So they brought us four traps, and I had to laugh because I said, so let me understand this correctly. We are going to put out the four traps. The cats will confer amongst themselves, get organized, and disperse one each into the four traps. Is that how that works? And, uh, well, they laughed back. But uh, the first time that we set the traps out, we caught the mom and one of the babies. And... Uh, that was on a Sunday, and we thought that we could take them in for free spay-neuter treatment through, I can't remember what group, but anyway, to make a long story short, it turned out that the free spay-neuter clinic didn't open until Wednesday, and this was Sunday, so the cats are in the traps in the house, and I'm thinking, well, I guess we got to let them out of there. So we opened the traps in our spare bedroom, and we heard a lot of noise in there. And uh, after a couple hours, we decided to look in, and um, it was as if a Tasmanian devil had been cut loose in there. Every object in that room was flayed, including stuff that was hanging from the ceiling. It was a disaster. And we then, I don't know how we got them back into the traps. I think I put on some rhinoceros hide gloves or something and stuffed them back into the traps. And the next morning, it, the mission was to get those cats fixed as uh, quickly as possible at any cost, essentially. And so we took them in, and at the end of the day, we went to pick them up, and the doctor said, well, the mom was pregnant, so I took care of that, and uh, she's okay. And uh, however, the youngster is too young to fix, which was uh, a fateful statement. So we get them home, and we think everything's going to be fine. We open the trap and the mom, I mean, it was as if she'd been shot out of a cannon. If we had let her loose inside, she would have broken a window. But outside, she just ran away. And meanwhile, the one stayed behind and he was very small and we called him Reggie. And uh, we had him at home with us and for about two weeks. And we thought everything was going to be great. We thought we were going to make a house cat out of him. And then we left town for a week. And when we came back, a week later, he was under a piece of furniture and day by day became more and more feral. It got to the point where he would spend most of the day outside then come in and sleep on the bed at night. He had a really loud and powerful purr. We thought, oh, gosh, you know, I mean, this is a seductive lifestyle, right, Reggie? <laughs> and um, so anyway, he just kind of ended up moving outside and becoming more and more skittish and more and more feral. And then he took up residence under the house. And he has lived there on and off ever since. Last spring, I'm about to tell you that I did something illegal. Okay. Uh, last spring, 
a, uh, a skunk went under the house with him and uh, discharged there and had a family there. And I had to lure the, the babies out one at a time and remove them. And I got them all. It took five days. And I won't waste too much of your time in explaining the procedure for skunk removal. <laughs> but it's arduous and very smelly. And so subsequently, I actually just finished this project. I built a cat door for the crawl space so that Reggie can come and go safely and other animals won't get in there under him. So he's kind of a half a cat. Got it. Wow. I I could just imagine. Uh, More information than you need. <laughs> no, but you could tell you're, I mean. Dedicated. Yes, very dedicated to remove those skunks and, oh, Wow. I'm so glad we don't have skunks here. Not that I've seen possums, yes, but no skunks. Where do you Where do you live? We're in South Florida, so maybe it's too hot for skunks. Yeah, it's also just not. It's too fashionable for skunks, I guess. <laughs> maybe <laughs> they don't like to put on bikinis and bathing suits no, and stuff. You know, so maybe not, it's just not, not. You know, they're not real South Beach folks, are they? Well, uh, fine yeah, with me. Fine. fine with me. So I know you've had cats. You know so much about cats. There's always a, and we're going to take a break for, but I'm going to just give a little hint here so everybody comes back after the break. So there's always something that's a faux pas that people do with certain pets, you know? I want to know what your faux pas is when you see people do this to cats, all right? Uh. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to my buddy, Henry, and he is the top, I'm going to say top dog and cat of Dog for Dog, and he has Pet for Pet, and it's soon to be Cat for Cat, and he knows all about cats, and he's sharing some great stories with us. And I just asked him what his biggest faux pas is when it comes to cats, when he's something that you see people do when they're first either approaching cats or, you know, a friend comes to your house and sees your cat, and you cringe that they do this. Oh, gosh. Well, it's a sliding scale based on age. So from young up, don't handle or pull their tails. For adults, I mean, I think really that you have to respect a cat's space and a cat's personality. And I'm guilty of this myself. I love to manhandle cats or woman handle cats uh, to be uh, politically correct. And uh, I kind of want all cats to be the kind of cat that I can hold like a baby or just push around and rub them and kiss them and otherwise, you know, handle them affectionately and roughly. And one must understand that 
that isn't always possible and that there are, you know, that you need to understand a cat's personality and its level of, shall I say, independence and aloofness and uh, be respectful of that. Now, by the way, that is anecdotal and not professional information. And, and I share more stories than I share knowledge. But that's what I've observed. Not every cat's a lap cat. Very true, because I have two extremes. Dennis will come in your lap. He's the friendliest thing. I think he's part dog because he's Maine Coon. Then we sure. have Molly, who, very sweet, but everything's on her terms. And sure. I agree with you, absolutely, because then you get the people that want to pet your cat, and they're annoyed. They just, then they, you know, go, oh, your cat just scratched me. Well, yeah, because she doesn't want you to pet her and hold her and do all those, you know, wonderful, cuddly things. She's just not that type of cat. Right. Well, that's true. Um, is uh, I mean, a Maine Coon is a very affectionate and generally tends to like that kind of handling. Is Dennis a polydactyl? No. That's the neatest thing about Maine Coons is that you can end up with, uh, you know, a 24-toed cat. Long ago, we had we had a brother and sister, Sam and Lulu, and Sam had fully developed, you know, fully operational six toes on the front and five on the back, and Lulu had six on all four legs, and she looked like she was trying to balance catcher's mitts, um, but it's a neat feature of the Maine Coon breed. Then, and, you know, so that's one kind of behavior. We have Rosie, and Rosie is 17. And while Rosie is a triller and a vocal purr, even we, I mean, it's just, you'll, you'll pet her and then she'll bite you uh, for no real reason. It doesn't even really seem affectionate. It seems as if she's just tired of it. And this can happen in the middle of the night because two of our cats do sleep with us. Tony with an eye has to be sequestered, but uh, they are as different as three animals can be that are of the same species. What is your, do you have a favorite or a favorite type of cat? Well, I do, but it would be unfair to say this in public. I mean, I, so I told you the story about Tony with an eye, right? Right. The cute little girl that we thought was a guy. Tony was missexed by the vet and turned over to us when we rescued her. And to sum up, Tony, named after Anthony Bourdain, turned out to be a pregnant female. And Tony loves affection. Tony loves to be picked up. Tony loves to be rolled around on the floor. And uh, however, Tony still, to this day, we're coming up on having her in our family for a year, and she needs to be separated from the other two cats at night, which it's kind of like having a perma baby. Along about 5 a.m., she'll set up to yowling, and we just have to ferberize her. We just have to kind of wait it out because... We have this idea that if we indulge that behavior, we'll be doing this forever. But it's kind of a standoff at this point, which is she's not getting that much better, and we're not getting that much more used to it. So, so what what do you have to do? You so at five a so she has no. to be separated, or at five a.m. she's going to start yowling. Well, yeah, she's going to come in. She, yeah, she didn't have a, I mean, look, we have had cats all our lives. We had five cats sharing a single litter box at one time in the house. Wow. And, uh, and I know the rule about what is it? One litter box per cat plus one. Right. And, uh, but we never knew that. And, and they all got along. I mean, they might not have liked each other. Daisy, who passed away sadly from a stroke two years ago, 
and Rosie never liked each other. I mean, they literally tolerated each other for 15 years. Although, you know, they would eat side by side or have treats side by side, but they really kept to other, you know, one to another place of the of the house. And Tony is still learning personal space issues with Cooper and Rosie. And we just hope, I mean, we've got it to the point where during the daylight hours and daytime hours, we got them all, you know, they're all together and they'll all be in the, the goal is to have all cats on the bed at the same time. That's, that's the holy grail of cat ownership for me. And so then there's, there's Cooper. Cooper was uh, rescued from Jim Spader of all people, the guy who, uh, that actor who uh, plays the kind of mysterious good guy, bad guy, James Spader. He rescued Cooper and we rescued him from Cooper from him. And Cooper was so little, he never learned to purr. And except when he was, you know, needing. And we tried to teach him, tried to get some of the other cats to teach him. No dice. He's an odd duck, but he's grown to be Victoria's favorite. And uh, so I, when Tony came along, I had, I, I wanted a cat that loved me best. And, and I got that in Tony. Okay, so they all get along pretty much. And <laughs> if you call that getting along, sure. Well, compared to my household, yeah, yeah. because... You know, I have two sisters from different misters, and they don't get along. And lately, Dennis just got, he had to get a haircut because while I was on vacation, he got a little bit knotted up, so he had to get shaved. And I'm wondering if you ever heard of this. So he looks like a little lion now. And the poor other cats keep hissing at him. like They don't recognize him. Yeah. And I, I was telling the husband, I said, you know, pet him and then pet the other ones and put the smells on each other. He goes, yeah, I've been doing that. But they, they're still like they're just hissing at him. Yeah. And They don't recognize the gestalt of him. Yeah. The, the, the overall shape. <laughs> yeah. And I, so, I mean, they're not attacking him, but I keep in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, they're going by you, Dennis, and going, hey, you know, we're pissed. Why'd you get all the hair cut off Why'd and you- get all this stuff done? And, but they're shorter hair, you know? So maybe they're upset they didn't get glamorized as much or, oh. or the attention or that he's a traitor. And- I had a dream that we could flow be our cats. But that turned out not to be possible. You know, I don't know what about the shedding. So, you know, we did I tell you one time that I I went to a school fair at a Waldorf school and met a lady that spun sweaters out of cat hair? Really? Really. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I I was dumbfounded. I know if you're allergic to cats that you could kill somebody with it. Right. Just put that cat sweater on them. That's fine, fine hair. That has to be like, you have to be a little bit like... It has to be corded like wool. And so we used to get what we referred to as sweaters. That's the unit of measurement that removal of cat hair we use. And that is that is a sweater is a cat brush so filled with cat hair that you can't get any more off. And when you pull it off, that's one sweater. And one of our cats, Lily, was a five-sweater cat. And uh, then Rosie and Cooper didn't they don't really shed very much and then daisy i think the expression is self-colored she shed like a dog she had an undercoat that was very flyaway and a surface coat that was coarse and so removing that that she was a four sweater cat and so now we have tony 
who's a no sweater cat. She's long haired. She was kind of meat. She had, it was, she was kind of funny looking when we got her, but she is, her fur is so thick and so lush and coats surfaces. And yet when you brush her, all it does is comb itself out. It just looks better. It's just smoother. And then a week later, it'll be all kind of matty and so forth. But when you brush her, it doesn't come out in clumps or anything. It just combs out. It's wow. as if we have, She's. it's like she has her own conditioner built in. <laughs> that could be handy. Right, right. So uh, that is uh, that's something else we're learning. But she's almost through her spring molt. So it, it, the, the fur volume has started to taper off. I have it with the cats and with Mr. Zeus because he's he's a long-haired dog and it just you just have little tumbleweeds I call them all over the place and there's dust bunnies. Yes. Well, my, they're bigger. They're bigger than dust bunnies. They're bigger than a bunny? Oh yeah. They're they're tumbleweeds. They're huge. They're huge. So <laughs> Anyway, I know you'd only have so much time. Thank you so much for coming on Catitude. Tell everybody where they can find out more. I know right now you're more on the dog for dog, but you're doing pet for pet. Tell us about the pet for pet because you're doing a foundation for. um, Tell tell us about that. Easy peasy. So dog for dog, we just launched our new website today. And by the time your listeners uh, hear this show, they'll be able to go to dog for dog and see all we've got going on there. The company was built on a giving model, and what we did was make a donation to a shelter of food or money for every product we sold, which we continue to do. We actually just got, we just experienced a new charitable partner yesterday, which is, um, you know, it's not for cat people, but it's kind of remarkable. Well, it's called Dove, and it stands for Dogs of Violence Exposed. And meaning no cultural disrespect, they eat dogs in Korea, and this charity rescues dogs from the food trade in Korea and rehomes them both in Korea and here. So yesterday we went out to LAX and met, what were their names? Petal and Honey, who were two two Jindo Cocker Spaniel mixes that had been literally just taken off a flight from Seoul. And we got to interact with them and kind of welcome them to their world and welcome them to freedom and introduce them to their adoptive family. So to make a long story longer, we have created Pet for Pet, which I think it's Pet for Pet Inc. It's a uh, it's a registered charity. That is, it's a 501c3. And so we are going to be running all of our donations to animal shelters, which, by the way, are species agnostic generally. So they support rescuing and rehoming cats as well as dogs and other animals. And... Uh, so that is going to be the methodology by which they do that. You'll customers or the public will be able to make donations to it, knowing that essentially 100% of their donation will go straight to the animals. Uh, we absorb the overhead for it in the dog for dog business, and uh, that's going to be our big initiative for the year on the on the charitable side. Wonderful to hear. Now I know you're always doing different things. Is when do you see some cat products coming out? Uh, probably not until 2020. Uh, our goal right now is to get the dog food on the market, which we're going to do before the end of the year. I imagine about a year from now, we're going to be in the cat business. 
Okay, and then you have to come back and tell us all about the cat food and sure. and everything that you have going on. Well, I love animals, and I and I'm a cat guy, even though I run a dog food business. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to have, be and come on Catitude and share all this great info and and insight into your cats and all of that. Now, what is it? Dogfordog.com. Sure. Okay. A, is it Pet for Pet is, is accessible through dogfordog.com? It will be. By the time you, I think we're going to have, this is about, you know, by the time you air, I think you're going to be able to link to Pet for Pet from the Dog for Dog okay, site. Okay. Sounds great. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming on Catitude and uh, sharing all these great stories. If you're willing to listen, I'm willing to talk. Wow. What an interesting guy and what great information and fun stories. I love hearing about people's, you know, cats and how they get along and so forth. And Henry does so much good with Pet for Pet. And I am excited to hear in the not so distant future about Cat for Cat because he's going to have some great things going on. I'd like to thank everyone listening to Catitude. You rock we have some great, I get information all the time that were, you know, their favorite podcasts or, you know, everybody's listening. And the more listeners, the better. We get to share our message on all the different types of causes that we're passionate about here at Catitude. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Henry for coming on to Catitude. Uh, thanks to my cat crew, which is Molly, Charlotte, Dennis, Jethro, Sammy, and possibly a new one <laughs> called Jazz. I want to make sure he or she is not a neighborhood cat or displaced, but she's coming or he's coming around. So got to take care of them. And a thanks especially to my producer, Mark Winner, for making me and my guest sound great. Now, keep listening. You never know what's going to be coming up on Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.